Welcome to the Cosmic Dispatch, a show about bodies, celestial and earthbound, time, experience, and the relationship between all of them. I'm your host, Cori Nakasue, and hey everybody, how's it going? Happy Pisces season. Yes, we are in the season of the fishies, those wily, slippery little suckers. Um... For those of you who don't know, the symbol for Pisces is two fish swimming in different directions. The sun entered Pisces yesterday on the 18th around 5.30 p.m. Eastern. This week we also have a new moon in Pisces that perfects February 20th. That would be tomorrow. Which means that today's show is a new moon music show. We'll be prepping ourselves for a new season by dropping into the sounds and sentiments of Pisces, feeling into it, as this sign likes to do. Having the new moon occurring tomorrow also means that today we are in the darkest part of the dark moon phase, a balsamic moon. And at a balsamic moon, and even in the first couple days of a new moon, it's not really time for a big burst into the external world. This is a time to lay low. You can think of this time as a time for a, a long inhale before you exhale, or you can think of it as the bottom of an exhale before you draw a sharp, life-giving inhale, whichever works for you. But it's a very introverted time a time to lay things to rest and restore. As usual, we're going to take a look at the week ahead and do a little Pisces 101. But before we do all that, just want to remind you that you can share your astrological experiences and musings, ask questions, and give us show and guest recommendations by emailing us at thecosmicdispatch at gmail.com. We really do read them, and we really do enjoy them. And you can stay up to date with all of the Cosmic Dispatch content on our Instagram. And don't be shy to recommend yourself. If you think you'd be a great guest, if you want to talk about something, or if you have a project you would like to promote, let us know. Astrologer Mandy Sheeler will be there on the other end, the keeper of the questions, to collect your info. And you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter, which includes monthly horoscopes, moon reports, bonus content, and information about workshops and consultation schedules. So, Pisces season. I, I love a good Pisces season. Um, it's the last leg of winter in the Northern Hemisphere. It's, a, it's, it's coming. Um, spring is, that is. Um, and we're ready. And we're already feeling the very beginnings of this shift in light, texture, vibration. It's subtle. Um, and we're kind of straining to see the first glimmers of evidence that spring is coming. Although, to be honest, I've already saw them in January because global warming, which was a little disconcerting. Um, but um, we're looking for that warmth and that movement and that growth, literally, metaphorically, universally, and personally. When I think of Pisces season, I think of the, that word, stirring. It's, it's movement, but it's, um, it's internal and it's small. And it's here to begin the thaw 
and the washing of wounds and the releasing of anything held too tightly during Aquarius season. It's the last sign of the zodiac. It's the end of the line. This is where we release, we undo and unfold ourselves so that we can mesh with others and our environment. It's a, it's a return home to our environment, be that a return to the earth, the womb, or the collective unconscious. We're breaking down so that we can merge with source or a source. Think about when, when you come home after a long day at work or a long evening out and you take off all your bindings, your clothes, your undergarments, definitely your bra. Um, you throw your bag on the bed, you wash your face, you take down your hair and you flop on the couch or the floor and you have that big exhale. Maybe you throw on the TV or fall asleep or daydream, but you drift that's kind of the feeling of Pisces, where there's, there's nothing to hold in or perform or meet. It's a return to the natural self, the womb, the sea. We get to dissolve. Pisces is oblivion. One of Pisces' main jobs is to heal. And don't we all? have many sores and rifts and grievances causing us pain. If not directly, then for those we care about and a whole human family, we don't even know. Yes, Pisces feels all of it, all of that. So great is its sensitivity, but also its imagination. Sometimes Pisces seeks out and exalts the experience of suffering so it can enact its reason for being, which is to heal, to hold, W-H-O-L-E, to provide some sort of salve. Um, Pisces wants everything to be connected and joined. It really can't stand fragmentation. While the soothing attributes of Pisces, such as love, kindness, and empathy are greatly needed now, we need to be also mindful of some other favorite Pisces pastimes, like escapism, illusion, and indolence. In Pisces, beauty is the balm, and heartbreak is more heartbreaking. And wherever there's separation, the longing and yearning is heartbreakingly beautiful. That being said, this season is also a fantastic time for all creative pursuits and peacemaking, especially as we head into March. The fact is that we are still in the grips of a highly contentious environment and will be for some time to come. There is still so much to be done and we are tired and we are thirsty for the gentle waters of Pisces to make it all better. On the one hand, we will be more inspired than ever to make it happen, 
make it work, something, anything. And on the other hand, we may be more susceptible to fantasy scenarios and magical thinking to ease the pain and discomfort. Now, I'm all for magic. Um, and I believe that effective magic is the result of discipline, devotion, sacrifice, responsibility, which is also on offer this season. Just be on the lookout for the flashy card trick, the intoxicating fantasy, all forms of bypassing and superstition that are posing as the real deal or the real deal heal. And know that just because something doesn't hurt anymore doesn't necessarily mean it's healed. And just because something might seem practical or everyday, maybe even a little mundane, it doesn't mean that there's not magic contained within that, that there's not some sublime experience that comes about because it's of this earth. Well, let's take a look at this week's astro weather. This week is weird. Here we are vibing out on the flowing, gentle, sensitive, and darkly dramatic nature of Pisces and the Pisces new moon that perfects tomorrow. And we have this other event happening tomorrow that might make some waves in the Pisces ocean. Um, actually, the other two aspects coming up this week are also rather spiky in, in contrast to Pisces. The first happens tomorrow, right alongside that Pisces new moon. Venus enters Aries. Venus is in her detriment in Aries. Basically, it's the planet of love, connection, pleasure, and beauty in the sign of the warrior. In Aries, Venus is more impatient and impassioned. This is not the Venus that would be portrayed on the Empress card, where she's lounging around in luxury and bounty, simply attracting whatever she wants to her. Um, this Venus is a go-getter. This Venus wants the spiciest dish on the menu and doesn't really care about dessert. Um, this is a Venus who would consider an argument or a challenge as foreplay. Um, over the next few weeks, as Venus makes her way through Aries, we may be less inclined to go along to get along and more inclined to demand what we desire or just take it. Of course, thinking that we're very cute while doing so because it's still Venus. Um, we have two very different energies existing side by side. So there may be a little flip-flopping between compassion and release, and wanting to stir the pot. And then the following day on the 21st, Mercury in Aquarius squares Uranus and Taurus. Now, we've seen a lot of this combo as of late due to retrogrades. This aspect coming up is a square. We've already been through the trines when Mercury was in Capricorn, and now Mercury and Uranus are in conflict 
and they desperately want to act on a new idea and express themselves out in the world. Some people would say that Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, where Mercury wants to use the mind to generate ideas and communicate and perform tasks. Uranus wants to build and engage entire paradigms. It wants to event from a God-given holy place. And here's where we can bring, bring in myths like Prometheus to describe Uranus, where Mercury, Mercury might want to build a cool website or write some code. Uranus wants to steal fire from the gods. Um, Uranus would be like, hey, Mercury, cute science experiment. Hold my beer while I reinvent life as we know it. Um, mentally, there may be a balancing act that we have to strike between being clever, making clever tweaks and revolutionizing a whole way of being. It might feel like you're either thinking too small or way too big, and we'll see which one wins out or you know, with squares, what we're trying to do is get both of these things done by creating a new way to do them. And amping this up, like I, there are going to be some conversations this week <laughs> and a lot of movement. Um, amping this up is Mercury's trine to Mars and Gemini on the 22nd. And here we are again with the fighting words and the sharp debate, but this is also incredibly energizing. If you've been mentally blocked, things like writer's block, brain fog, or a general depressed state of being, a malaise, if you will, this, this is a jolt to the nervous system in a potentially good way. There's there's a boldness here in communications and independent thinking. Look for moments when something comes together mentally and you jump up and declare, I am a genius. Or if you're working with friends, you're a genius or that's genius. I mean, I do this sometimes. <laughs> you know, when it's like you're, you're writing, you're trying to figure something out and you got it. And then you feel like you're so smart. Um, anyway, the mental walls are getting blasted. I like this aspect. So let's get back to Pisces season after all that Mercury talk. For those of you who are new to astrology or new to Pisces, I'm going to borrow some Pisces 101 notes from myself from an old body astrology workshop that I used to co-teach. Um, so join me in just kind of marinating in some of this, uh, some of these Pisces words and images. I would also recommend to enhance your Pisces pleasure. You might want to re-listen to this in the tub or on a walk, preferably by some water if you want the immersive experience. And I'll, I'll do my best to have a soft voice <laughs> and, and not yell. Um, 
or you can just lie down and breathe and let your mind swim around in some of this stuff here. Um, so first thing, the body parts, Pisces rules the feet and the lymphatic system and other fluids in the body. It, and someone correct me if I'm wrong about this. Um, I believe in Vedic astrology, it rules the immune system, which would make perfect sense to me. And the symbol of for Pisces is the two fish swimming in opposite directions. And this would speak to the Pisces tendencies towards undoing as a way of doing. And now we're going to move on to some keywords and key Pisces concepts. And the first concept would be permeability. And within this idea of being permeable, we have things like sensitivity, sympathy, empathy, tenderness, dissolve, blend, merge, blur, soft and softening, compassion, peace, confusion. And this is a big Pisces word. And I always like to bring up with the word confusion, we're looking at like etymologically, if you think of the word, the prefix con, which is with fusion, there's, there's no separation. And so oftentimes when we can't tell one thing from the other, everything's all blended together, we say we're confused. We can't, we can't get a, a beat on the form of something. Gentle, absorbent, osmosis, receptive, borderless, surrender, tolerant, vulnerable, supple. And then we have the concept of, of movement, fluidity, flexibility, adaptability, mutability, formlessness, timelessness, nebulous, slippery, circuitous, meander, elliptical. I often think of the infinity symbol when I think of Pisces. Oblique, flow, dance, lyricism, musicality, and tangents. The next concept, one of my favorites for Pisces is the unseen, but there. So we can't see it, but it's definitely present. So the hidden, the sequestered, the shadow, subconscious, the imaginary, the exiled, the avoidant, the escapist, the evasive, this sense of being everywhere and nowhere, dreams, fog, illusion, delusion, deception, hallucination, intuition, spirit, soul, the mystical, the transcendent, the vague, fantasy, the divine, the sublime, the secluded, the concealed, isolated, 
and so Pisces also speaks to the people in society that are like marginalized or put off to the side. Or again, we can't see them, but they are there. Um, the remote, the retired. And the next cluster would be the whole, W-H-O-L-E. And so these are ideas of being one with everything, the alpha and omega paradox. And a, a lot of astrologers use this term, and I get it, even though it's not one of my favorites, but maybe you'll like it, um, the dustbin of the zodiac, as in speaking to like a kind of repository um, all-encompassing, selfless, sacrificial, healing, unconditional love, holistic, the culmination, perfection, idealism, romanticism, complete, union, flux, ebb and flow, inhale and exhale. Um, yeah, this idea, it's like, if I'm just inhaling, I'm not breathing. If I'm just exhaling, I'm not breathing. If I'm breathing, if I inhale and exhale, they don't exist without each other. Totality, the absolute, sickness and health, omnipresent, ubiquitous, and infinite. The polarity, we're looking at the yin, the feminine, and the nocturnal, um, it's mutable water. Pisces is feeling in constant motion. It takes the totality of experience from the last 11 signs and prepares it for an absolutely new beginning by dissolving. It's ruled by Jupiter and Neptune, the symbol of two fish swimming in different directions. But I also think this represents the water the fish swim in something so ubiquitous and all-encompassing that affects everything we do, yet we forget it's there. But the big takeaway for Pisces, if I had to pick just one, which is especially hard since it's everything, is the desire to be one with, whether that's one with another person, one with God, one with humanity, one with the dream, or one with nature. And if it feels separation, it will go into deep states of longing, yearning, and searching for ways to break down the things that do separate, even separations within the self. On the human plane, this could be the use of substances, art, religion, and sacrifice to transcend the earthly plane of matter and separation. And Pisces tends to be devotional to these things. And perhaps the most used tool, whether it's used well or not, is love. I wish everyone a deep and soothing Pisces season, or even a bewitching and bewildering one. We are going to talk much more about Pisces over the coming weeks Join us next week for your weekly astro weather and another lens on the majestic and redemptive aspects of Pisces. Until then, take care. The 
Cosmic Dispatch is a weekly show that uses astrology as a catalyst for conversations with people from all walks of life. An exercise in making astrology an accessible part of your week. You can find out more about my work at www.astrologybycory.com.